0: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. morning. Uh, For those of you who don't know me, I'm Darren Hawk. Most of you do. Some of you wish you didn't. But uh, anyway, um, thank Caleb for the opportunity this morning to um, talk with you folks about parenting. So I'm going to throw out this disclaimer first. Um, The comments and opinions in this lesson are not guaranteed to make you the perfect parent. (laughs) but will hopefully provide some godly insight that will assist and encourage you in your journey of parenting. I have no degree in child psychology, counseling, or human behavior. I am the parent of two imperfect children who love and live for God and are now parents themselves. So there you go. That's, uh, that's what we're going to start with this morning. Um, Max could be up here doing this just as easily as me. And uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> oh, Ephesians chapter 6. <laughs> the other part of the disclaimer I should have put in there is, uh, honestly, I didn't do much of anything. I was deployed, so my wife really should be the one teaching this lesson. But uh, anyway, you got me. Um, so let's look. I ask. Uh, I only have a couple of slides, and they're actually not even <coughs> mine. They're the ones. Is that the right one there? Yes. So let's look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. And we're going to focus on the second half of that verse today, but you see it up here on the screen. And last week, um, Caleb spoke about not provoking your children to anger. Very important um, piece to this. Notice it has the word but. So, in contrast to provoking them to anger, we should be doing what? We should be bringing them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, as the ESV says. But I also want us to look at what the words in the King James Version are, which are what? Most of us know that verse. The nurture and admonition. Nurture and admonition. So, before we get too far, I'd like us to define what those words mean. So, what does, when you hear the word nurture, someone... Tell me what what comes to mind. Nurture. What's that? Keep it alive. Keep it alive. Okay. Love. That's really funny because actually that comes into play later. Uh, So keep it alive. What else? Nurture.
1: Cultivate. Love. Cultivate.
0: Cultivate. What?
1: Cultivate.
0: Cultivate. Okay. Taking care of. Taking care of. With love. Great. So I looked up the, I'm going to give you now the definition from Webster. Um, It means care for and encourage the growth or development of someone. So, good job to cultivate, care for, keep alive, right? Um, What about admonition? Admonition typically means some form of correction or redirection. Okay, form of correction or redirection.
2: Training. What's that? Training.
0: Training. Lead. 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 Okay. All right. So good job once again an act or action of admonishing well there we go like you know meteorology the study of meteorology well thank you (laughs) appreciate that providing authoritative counsel or warning is what Webster had for it so um, I thought that was interesting providing notice it said what kind of counseling authoritative okay so for our young people that are in here that means your parents are the authority um, ESV, discipline. Let's talk about discipline. What comes to mind when you hear the word discipline? Correction. 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 Structure. Structure. Structure? Oh, good. Good one. Anyone else? Reproof. Say good. Reproof. Reproof. Okay. The uh, def- definition that I found was to train someone to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience that's my favorite part of it no i'm kidding um so um we're going to get into all of this a little later on and i'm going to try not to turn this into a big whole darren telling stories about his kids type of thing uh but i will use a couple of episodes throughout our parenting journey that uh that you'll probably get a laugh out of um but anyway, instruction. So that's our last one. We're going to define. What do you think of when you hear instruction? Teaching. 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 Okay. To model. To model. Excellent. All right. Guidance. Guide. Guide. Guidance. All right. So we have a direction or uh, or order, detailed information. This was this was the part I, I uh, thought was very interesting. Detailed information, telling how something should be done, operated. Or assembled, and then I kind of chuckled at that assembled because then I thought about us guys.
1: We went to IKEA. We bought a
0: piece of furniture. What do we love to do? Throw them in the fireplace and then let's sort to of put that thing together. Okay, so anyway, so maybe some of the some of our young men that we're raising, well, maybe they come by it honestly, right? So um, anyway. The other piece of this lesson today is, yes, we are talking about parenting and I'm aware that there are some in here that are either aren't parents, uh, aren't parents yet, but like Clarissa is a teacher and is what I would consider a strong partner in the parenting process, right? Because especially when you get to spend eight hours of your day or more with a, someone else's child, um, very important to try to... Um, provide to that child proper guidance, structure, all those things that we kind of talked about. So hopefully you'll find relevance in this lesson this morning regardless of whether you are a parent or um, like if you're Max and Pam and Laura and I, hey, woo, they're all out of the house, yay. So um, so let's, let's have a, a little bit of discussion here this morning. When you think about the combination of the words we just talked about, or the word, the pairing of the words in whichever, the ESV or in the King James. How would you or have you? So I'm not going to leave out those that are already, you know, uh, in the in the um, past. The I would say the harder stages of parenting. We'll talk a little bit about that here in a minute. But how would you or have you implemented them in your parenting? So let me read that again. When you think about the combination of these words, so either discipline and instruction or nurture and admonition, how would you or have you implemented them in your parenting? So what you, what's your process? How do you, how do, you do it? I was going to go poorly. Poorly. Okay. It's, it's an answer, not a good answer, but hey.
1: Repetition.
0: Ooh, repetition. Good. You have a couple of kids, so come on, you got to have something for me. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I think you can almost hold them in Chaos. tension, like fingers.
3: You know what I mean? You need the discipline and the structure, and this is how we, but there needs to be instruction and understanding, and you know what I mean? You have to balance
0: that. Excellent.
1: Yeah, I would hate to say trial
0: and error, but yeah. I mean. <laughs> we're going to talk about that later, too. <laughs> trial and error. So trial and error, hopefully not trial and error in a repetitious state, right? <laughs> How else? Anybody else? I just beat her really young, and now she's dead. <laughs> we'll talk about that later, too, honestly, uh, in, 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 in a, in a uh, kind of in a, a joking manner. But no, that, that is, uh, you know, for some children, that actually works, believe it or not. depends on the child that you have, right? We're going to talk about that in a second too. So, some Some it does not. You are correct. That is correct. We may or may not. We're going to talk about that in a minute. So let's uh, let's see. So um, let's let's talk. When you talk or think about those word pairings and how you do it, do you do it differently with, say, toddlers than you do with your middle and elementary school kids? So. Um, when you are providing that nurture and admonition to your middle schooler, how how does that does that change the way you do things? Well, even when they're that age, they're all right. I parent one not
2: always the same parent the other,
0: Exactly. All right. The uh, the thing is is how many of you, by show of hands, if you have a child how many of you have a child who is compliant? Okay, so we. Okay, so you don't have any. My my daughter seems to think she was compliant. I'm not so sure. Um, so so some of you raise your hands. So does that mean you can just let them? It's autopilot, right? You can just kind of let them do their own thing, right? Because they're no no exactly. Okay, so. This brings me to a, uh, so one of the things that I also wanted to talk about this morning and, and kind of bring to your attention is, um, so Caleb asked me to mostly focus on parenting teens, but we're going we're gonna to get to that here in a little bit. But do you realize you also are still parenting when you have adult children? Yes. All right. There was a quote, and I'm, I, the way it read, and I, I had a discussion with someone else in the class about this. But there was a quote from a book that Caleb read uh, to us a couple weeks ago. And the way that I took it, I disagreed with that quote. Okay, And so this is nothing on Caleb because Caleb did not write the book. Okay, <laughs> Caleb simply read something from the book. But the quote went something like this. The fact that you won't be in that position for long. That's a part of the quote, right? The, you will always be a parent. If you're a parent, you're always going to be a parent. Okay? But your role will change, right? So there there will come a time, and, and this is really important, especially if you're a parent of younger children. It is very important for you to transition well. Okay? Because when a toddler stops being a toddler and moves on to elementary school, they need a different level of parenting. You can't treat your teenager like a toddler, okay? Because if you do, things are going to go, even if they're acting like it, still no. Uh, because what you will do is you will provoke your child to anger, okay? And, and I'm speaking from experience there, okay? Um, and and it, this was this was funny when Laura uh, taught over at the... Uh, at BBA, she taught four-year-olds, and I sometimes would catch her talking to me, and to Matt, and to, and to Amber, like, we were all four-year-olds, and I'm like, I'm not a four-year-old, so stop talking to me like that, you know, I'm not in your class, so chill out, you know, but, but when you are parenting, you need to be very aware that you, are it's going to require you to bring in some different skills, okay, because parenting can be fun, but as also, as we most of us know, can be also very uh, infuriating. Mm-hmm. Let's use that word, right? Uh, challenging, there we'll, well go. The it's All right.
3: Challenging is the gravity of it. You yeah. know yes. what I mean? It's not a paycheck or a job or a hobby. Yes. Yes. It's yep. the responsibility of right. stewarding this human being.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second, too. Uh, so th- the way I broke it down is. Parenting is in a series of phases, okay? I had this talk with my youngest brother a a few years back because he was just so excited about getting one of his kids out of the diapers. And I said, well, that's just the start, man. I mean, that's that's just a phase. It's not going to get any easier. It's probably just, as a matter of fact, it's going to get harder, you know. Um, So... Here's some of the phases that I, I provided, because as we go through those phases, like I said, we need to, we need to change our parenting style or incorporate new methods, right? Because a, a great example is the way that you used to discipline Mason when he was eight is probably not the same way, or hopefully not the same way, that you discipline him now that he is, how old are you, Mason? Fourteen. Fourteen, okay. Fourteen. Fourteen. All right. So here are some phases. First phase: keep the child alive. Phase. It's important, right? Uh, Because when you have that first one, I I laugh at my daughter because she's on her second child, you know. And uh, and some of the stuff that she let or oh, he's okay, you know. Well, he just bounced his head off the floor. Yeah, he'll be fine. Man, when the first one did that, it was like the end of the world. I'm a horrible parent. Blah 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 blah. Right. So second child syndrome. So just keep the child alive. Get the child out of diapers. That's a big. That's a big phase. To uh, getting them walking, talking, toddler, elementary years, preteen years, teenage years, college years, or career, whichever. Right. Um, and then the adult training and guidance phase. So when you think about all of that, yes. Parenting is daunting, you know, and hopefully you don't worry about all those phases when you're getting ready to have a baby, right? Because having the baby alone is enough. What's that? You're not selling her on it.
2: I'm
0: not selling her on it? Well, let let me say on this, it's the best job you'll ever do, okay? Regardless, it's always the best job you'll ever do. So you're never done parenting. However, hear this, in most cases, once again, I have no degree... In child psychology, I've not done any studies. I've not written any books. But in most cases, it seems to me that the more energy you put into the nurture and admonition in the early portion of each of those phases, or what some call the formative years, the less you will have to project, and I specifically chose that word, project into the teen years. Because... Once you've reached the teen years, they're going to do what they want to do. And then now it's the fun part is figuring out, how do, I, how do I deal with this? How do I provide that discipline? How do I provide that guidance? Because if you are being that persistent and consistent, no, don't do that. No, don't do that. You know How many times does the child have to touch the hot stove before they realize that, hey, mom's right about that. I should touch the hot stove. Depends on the child. child. But the result is the same every time they touch a hot stove, right? So at some point, it hopefully will click with your child that the instruction I'm getting is for my good. And that's that's where the hard part is because um, if you have a strong-willed child, then it will... Take oh, a lot more. <laughs> no, I wasn't asking for a show of hands, but thank you, Pam. Uh, it will take a lot more persistence. Okay, uh, if you have the compliant child, you know, once, maybe twice, child gets it. Yes, mom. Yes, dad. And they move on, and then they find something else they can get in trouble for, and 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 then they'll comply. Compliance does not mean perfect, by the way. It just means it's. A little easier on you to get that guidance across and get them to do the right thing right because that's really what we're we're shooting for is for the children to do what's glorifying to god which is to obey their parents in the lord for those of you in here that are children obey your parents in the lord let me say that again it's not just
3: about changing the behavior because if you have a compliant child you know what I mean? They're not going to touch the stove in front of you, but they're going to lick it behind your back. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but
2: the, Wait, struggle, one other? the struggle with compliance, though, is we can easily get distracted on the overt behaviors that reflect mm-hmm. rebellion, mm-hmm. but not the covert. So a child that might seem compliant might really just be a silent rebel yeah. that you can't really see. Right.
0: No, that's a great point. Yeah. So. So at no point can you go on autopilot is, is my main point. And I think I'm not, I'm being Captain Obvious right now with a lot of that. But unfortunately, I think we see in the world where a lot of parents either don't want to be parents, even though they already are parents, so it's, ah, too late. And uh, so they just don't do the job, right? And uh, lucky us in the corporate world or in the military or in, you know, education system or whatever, we get to deal with that. And uh, so at no point are you in autopilot, but the more consistent early on, most kids seem to understand the limits and follow the guidance. However, there are children like me when I was growing up who I was that kid who, you you know, I would touch the stove, oh, that burned, and then next day, touch it again and touch it again and touch it again, all right? And uh, those, are the, those are the types of children that you have to really stay with. Um, you talked about persistent, and so now I'm going to tell a story that some of you have heard that Laura always loves to tell our daughter because she likes to remind her, and now my daughter just had a similar event not too long ago. But uh, when Amber was, what, four or, five. four or five, we lived in Mississippi. She had gotten a gift from my mom. It was uh, makeup, and (laughs) Amber was not doing, and I probably won't tell the story completely right, but uh, anyway, bottom line is, is Laura told her to put it away or whatever, she didn't put it away, so Laura took it, threw it in the trash, and then Amber went and took it out of the trash, (laughs) and started playing with it again, and then Laura threw it in the trash again, and this episode continued for a while. Um... And uh, you want to caveat that she
3: got a little bit of
1: carpet. Yeah, that's, she, that's the her. reason yeah. I told her you to put it away. Put it. You don't get yeah. your stuff
0: around. on the carpet. Yeah. Sure, but the bottom line is you told her to put it away. I told her to so put it away. Um, she didn't she want to obey, today, and it. so then she was suffering the consequences. And anyway, um, it was let's just—it it, was—it was very much so and hard hard to stay out of the, <laughs> the middle of it. But I wasn't about to jump into the middle of it <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I felt like I felt like. Laura was doing a great job. It was still going when I got home, I think. No. Uh, and Matt, 20 20 and, uh, like I said, I'm probably not telling the story correctly. But it was really funny because Matt was in fear for Amber's life during the episode, apparently. And uh, the thing is, is that um, I, I we hear this fairly often from, from folks but well I just I'm not willing to fight that battle today yeah. be careful which battles you choose not to take on and
3: says, okay. pay now or pay later.
0: Yeah. because Laura could have very well just said I'm just done with this and let it let her have her way but what are and, that, and that's Laura's point Laura is I had to win that day yeah. yes. right yes. I it I didn't feel like fighting that battle, but I was going to... And you go, wow, it's just makeup, it's just the kids' makeup. It's not about the makeup, okay? It's about the will of that child. And so it is very important as parents to be able to muster the energy it takes to take on those battles.
3: That's not gentle parenting
0: it is not gentle parenting this is not a class on gentle parenting today by the way because I'm I'm from the old school I don't believe in that Um, but just you know as a parent you need to you need to realize that although it may seem like a small thing look at the big picture look at okay if I let them win this argument what's the next one look like because there's going to be a next one because now you let them have their way, and once you let them have their way, now you're really gonna you you. And so, pay now or pay later, right? So I wanted to I wanted to make sure that you know encourage those of you who are in it because huh, I'm in the grandparent stage, so uh, you, you know buy the makeup. I, I I buy the makeup exactly, you know, and tell them don't put it on my carpet, put it on your mom's carpet. Um, So um, let's talk about parenting teens, because parenting teens, in my opinion, takes an exorbitant amount of wisdom from God, right, and patience, um, not to mention a few other things, all right, and uh, I I have another story I'll share here in a minute, this time not about Amber, Um, but while you can learn from others' mistakes in, in trial and error we talked about earlier, right? Um, doing what has worked for others does not guarantee it will work for you. Okay? Um, so, when I when I bring that up, it, it won't give you the desired results you're looking for. So then that, that got me to thinking. I, thankfully, I've had a couple of weeks to think about all these things and Reflect on parenting, and hopefully I didn't turn that off, but um, what are the results? So this is for all of you to think about for a second, and then it's not rhetorical, so I would like some responses, but what results are you looking for out of your parenting? That they love God.
3: Fully functioning followers of Christ.
0: Okay.
4: Well, and that's an important thing because many parents want their children to be moral or, quote, good citizens. Mm. And there's a difference between that and wanting your child to grow up godly because ultimately, as they learn to obey you or a teacher, it's training them to obey their Heavenly
2: Father, which right. should be the goal. Right. I think a lot directionally because, you know, at 40 years old, I look back before where I was at 18, 22, I was nowhere close. The same, you know, and I've got to be careful that I don't expect something out of my kids at eighteen, twenty-two that I wasn't. Mm. And so, you know, my, my prayer is that they, they love God, that they are directionally pursuing God, and that it continues one one step at a
0: time. Okay. Anybody well, like, else? Like she just said, the moral and the godly, you can raise a moral child, but when they get of age, they can be like, well, that's too yeah, hard. I can do this. And if they don't have that the, the God fear in their life, then that would say, hey, no, that's the reason I don't do that. Okay. Uh, more instructional as an adult to obey. Okay. Anyone else? You know, I
2: think it comes down to, I always heard when I was growing up, I just wanted you to be a productive member of society. Well, that's We've met a lot of Subjective. What is a productive member of society? But it goes also, you know,
0: trying to bring them. And when they get out of my house, are they going to continue to serve God or even just walk in the door of a church and continue Mm -hmm. to be a church member? Mm -hmm. You know? And there's so many kids
2: that I saw growing up that were just told, you're going to do this because I told you to do it. And as soon as they got out on their own, everything just went like a cat swiping it off the table, and they're still, nothing to this day, mm-hmm.
3: so most of our giving
2: the kids the why now,
0: yep. instead of, because I told you so, mm-hmm. the actual why, instead of just, you're going to do this because I told you to do it, Yep. so that's okay. my point. No, that's great. One more thought to you, kudos to grandparents
4: who sometimes have to step in and assist in the raising of their children. Because I will tell you, my grandfather probably was the greatest important person in my life. And it's because he prepared me that life is a battle. You're going to have to work hard. If you want to believe and be the same child of God that I want you to be, then you're going to have to realize there's going to be opposition. And you're going to have to choose some really tough things and make some difficult choices. And so from... I guess, five years of age, that just stuck with me as as I grew and as I matured that, you know what? It's not going to be easy. It is going to be difficult. You are going to have to make choices, and this is why this is important.
0: Okay. We talked about pride a couple of weeks ago in, in the Sunday school lesson. Some parents, they're not, not in here necessarily, but some of the parents just want their children to grow up and not embarrass them i mean you probably know somebody that's like that you know you'll, you'll not disgrace the family name blah, blah 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 that that that's your that's your desire for your results has a wrong results okay because your children at some point are going to do something that is going to embarrass the family name okay and if you let that become the overarching focus of your parenting then you're going to miss the mark completely, and you're probably going to end up provoking your children to wrath and all these other types of things. And um, so, the um, you know, with the the fact that each child is different, we've already brought this up. Will always make the experience or challenge um, make it challenging to make a decision when they do something wrong. So, um, with that, I'd like to ask you a question. So when you make a parenting decision, whether it's to instruct or discipline your child, specifically if you have teens, how do you know it is the right decision? You don't. Okay, you don't. Best effort. Okay, best effort? Uh,
2: I mean, any decision that you make in parenting is never going to be correct. It's always going to be your best effort. You're always trying to put not only what's best for the child, but you know, what's seen in, in the eyes of the Lord, mm-hmm. it's gonna drastically change depending on the child, and you're never gonna get it right. So I often tell kids when I'm working with them in my office, um, when you are upset when you're facing something, typically your first response is normally wrong. Um, kind of like me this morning unwisely at church, I thought kind of my first response was not to act the way I should have towards something Um, and sometimes in parenting I feel like I've got to take a step back and when I don't take a step back to evaluate trying to be spirit led uh, I often act in the flesh Mm. and I don't always know if it's right but I know when I'm wrong I
3: used to say mistakenly for a very long time that the hard thing about parenting wasn't doing the right thing it was knowing what it was like if I could open my Bible and it said, "Pam, cut off your right arm and all of your daughters will serve me," I'd have cut off my own arm. And I used to say that, and in a very difficult season of parenting, said it to Pastor Sean, who said, "But Pam, who would get the glory then? It w- it wouldn't be God. It would be look what great parents they are. Look what." Mm-hmm. So it is just yielding to the Lord, being convicted when you do wrong, you know, feeling approval when you're you're making good decisions. Learning to be wise, not to discipline their season of life or their weakness, really see their sin for what it is, and that be what you address, and lots of prayer and wise counsel, all the things the Bible tells us to do when we're trying to make decisions.
0: All of you have kind of hit on a few things that I have here. So when you take action immediately when disciplining or providing a direction to your teen, um, or, or do you, do you take immediate action? I know I did, because like when my children would do something that I had already told them a thousand times not to do, and they were doing it again, then my tendency was just to kind of fly off the handle. I know it's a surprise to my wife; she probably never saw that or noticed it. But anyway, <laughs> um, so it, I, I totally agree with what uh, what Caleb said. There is like you need you need to just not react right away because tendencies are that. It will be wrong. Right. Um and, and honestly, some of the what's that? Depending on the situation. Right does it need immediate Is to die? Right. Yeah. If they're behind the wheel of the vehicle and they're getting ready, yes, grab the wheel and pull yes, yes, yes. I, I do agree with that. Um, but if it can wait, yes, yes. So um so, so let let me ask all of you parents this, but you know um, we had a uh, we had an event in our lives where uh, this happened. Have you ever been baffled yes. as to what? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Caleb. Uh, now I'll finish. As to what to do when your teen deviates from the direction or instruction you have provided to them, or your young adult, or your young adult, but. More, more I'm, I'm thinking more along your teens because they're still in the house, right? And uh, and you're still providing food and shelter and clothing and all of that. So have you ever had an experience where you were baffled of what to do? What do I do about this situation? And while you think about yeah. that, I'll share a story. So Matt was a senior here at, at BBA. And most of you probably don't even know this. and. Sam, you need to keep this to yourself. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but uh Matt was about a month from graduating and he was caught with a uh with a Walkman on a baseball trip listening to some music that he should not have been listening to. And so he got Did you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it actually was a Walkman, believe it or not. Uh Uh, I can explain what that is later on to those of you who don't know. Um, But, uh, and then within about another week, and I I don't remember if it was before the senior trip or after, um, he and a buddy decided to pull a prank, and the prank was not very good. And then Matt was confronted if he had anything to do with it, and he lied. And he said no. No of which he was one of two that were responsible for the prank. And uh, when he found out, I got a phone call, Lauren, I got a phone call, and it was uh, the Adams, and they were very upset uh, for obvious reasons because they had been lied right to their face about this incident. And they, uh, they asked me what I wanted to do. Well, obviously, one of the options that they were looking at was they were going to expel him not a great option since we've already got him registered for college and now he looks like he might get to do his senior year all over again and i am not going to lie to you part of me wanted to send his behind right back through his senior year again um so i was like what am i gonna do i mean i can't kill him i mean not, not, not feel good about myself doing it. Right. And, uh, and, and, and he's 18. I'm not going to spank him. What good is that going to do? Um, what good is it going to do to take away? Cause here, here's the one thing that I don't know where I got this thought that day. I really don't know where I got this thought that day, but I was like, I really need to find something that's going to, to speak to him. And that kind of fits the punishment right the, the, that fits the action because how do you discipline lying? I mean, it's not like you can beat the truth into them. It's not like you can you know write it a hundred like, like we did in school write I will not lie, I will not lie a thousand times. Um, I, don't, I don't know if that really works and, and as a senior in high school, that's definitely not going to work and how I'm gonna make him sit there and write that a thousand times. So, you know, you, you start thinking through, what, what are we going to do here? And so, I mean, I was, I was praying about it and praying about it. And that night, as I'm laying in the bed, an, an idea came to me. Definitely wasn't my idea, because I wouldn't have thought of this. I was like, make him write a paper and get up in chapel and have to explain to his classmates what he did. And what the potential ramifications were. And so I called Don and Sandra and talked to them, and they talked to Steve, and Dr. Wilson was like, "Mm, no, I I really don't want to do that. That's kind of embarrassing the student. I said, I don't don't really care. It's my kid, and I don't care if he's embarrassed or not. If he didn't want to be embarrassed, he should have done what it was right in the first place. So they said, well, we'll take a risk on it. And so they did, and they were amazed. Apparently, the kids just like, a bunch of them just kind of like started crying and all this other stuff. And Dr. Wilson was like, that was not what I was expecting. But I was like, don't ask me. It wasn't me. It was God because I never would have thought of, of doing something like that on my own. You know, I'd have just been like, give me your car keys. You can't drive for the next 10 years or something, you know. And so there are times as a parent hopefully it won't happen to you but there there may be a time where your child does something and quite honestly it was really out of character for matt and so for him to do that just completely caught me off guard and we really had no idea idea what to do so if that happens to you don't know that you're not alone um Kids can really pull a, a, a wild one on you every once in a while and you're kind of left going, what just happened and now what are we going to do about this? And sometimes it's not as easy to recover from. I mean, thankfully, that happened, Matt went on, and he's okay now.
3: He's the worship leader. <laughs> he's
0: okay. He's all right. Um, but, um, you know, when it comes to parenting... You know, I, while I'd like to just make it sound like it's all roses and, you know, everything's great, it's, it's very difficult, as, you know, most of you in this room know. And, you know, I want to go back to one thing, and I think we're about out of time, and I'm not done through all my notes, but I'm pretty close. Um, so talking about the decision, you say you have to do the best you can in the moment or whatever, newsflash, in the moment of the decision, you won't know if it was the right decision. You will never, ever know. I, I don't care what the situation is. you can going to say, well, he touched the stove and I pulled his hand off the stove. Okay, that's a decision. But if you have a strong-willed child, just let him figure it out, right? Sometimes. I mean, that you won't ever know if the decision you make is the absolute right decision. I did not know whether sending Matt up in front of all of the school and explaining what he had done and what, you know, why it was wrong and why he shouldn't have done it and all that. I had no idea if that decision was right. Scared for life and be a serial killer. That's well, Laura, all right. well, you know, and, 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 and who knows, perhaps the day that Laura fought and fought and fought with Amber over a thing of makeup, right decision or not. And Laura even admitted to me yesterday, she goes, I probably could have handled that differently. You can always handle the situation differently. But if you handle it in a different manner, is it still going to be the right decision? So um, you won't know it's the right decision, the best decision, or even a good decision. It might turn out that, wow, that was really a bad decision on my part.
3: Because the picture but, of parenting is the picture of God's grace.
0: But you have to make a decision, and you as the parent cannot be paralyzed by fear to make the best decision. Okay. So and you may not realize it for years, you know, something that you did, your kids may come back to you in the future and say, I'm really glad you did such and such. And you're like, what are you talking about? And you might not even remember the episode, but to them, it might have been a pivotal moment, a pivotal moment in their life. So, you know, I think back on my dad used to whoop us and, you know, and my, my, uh, if it was my brother that did it and I tried to convince my dad, but my brother was saying, no, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, then we both got it, you know, and I, I look back and I go, that wasn't really fair, but I probably deserved one for something that I didn't get caught for, and I hate to think where I would have been if my dad wasn't whooping us when we deserved it, right, and I know that's not a big popular thing in our culture and timeouts a thing and all of that stuff, well, I can tell you, my, uh, my youngest brother started off with talking to the children. And he quickly evolved away from that to, hey, the spanking thing is where it's at. Because you get their attention enough times, they will understand who's in charge, right? We go back to that authority, the the authoritative part of parenting. So here's uh, four things I want to leave you with. Parenting requires these four things, prayer, persistence, patience, and practicality. Okay, So prayer, persistence, patience, and practicality. If, if you just act crazy when you're disciplining your child, your all your child sees is just, just this out of control person. Right. And, uh, and, and that's not the point. That's not the point of discipline. As a matter of fact, that's probably doing more harm than good. Okay. So um, that's what I had for you today. And I um, hope it was helpful in some way. Hope you... Um all of it wasn't just like duh or maybe it was a good reminder. Um, but I go back to my statement earlier, Parenting's the best thing you'll ever do because when they do grow up, um, it's, uh, you know, it's awesome to see what they're able to do. And, and you know, we do pray that they'll stay in church and be in church when that decision is theirs. And one last thing, when you're parenting a teen, And I didn't get to this part, but you really should find a time or find a way to transition from making their decisions to letting them make their decisions. I'll say that again. Don't make their decisions, let them make their decisions, but provide the understanding to them that if you do this, this is what might happen, and so just be willing to suffer the consequences if you make a bad decision. Right? Because that is really what you're, you're trying to get them to where once they leave the house, you want them to know how to live life, right? You don't want them to get to college and go, hey, i, I got to call my dad because I don't know what to do right now. Okay, That would be a sign of maybe I didn't do a good job parenting. Because parenting isn't just about keeping the kid alive. It is in the beginning. But it's growing them. Back to that cultivation thought growing them into someone who can sustain themselves, right? And bring glory to God. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for the opportunity to share some thoughts with the class this morning on parenting. And uh, I pray that uh, everyone was able to get something from the lesson this morning that they can use in their life, whether it be as a um, future parent, current parent, grandparent um, teacher father just uh help us to um, be mindful that you are the one who provides the wisdom and that you are the one who gets the glory in jesus name amen Amen. Amen. oh i'm sorry i forgot to sorry about that sam